are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fans, and as always, thanks for keeping it locked on. I'm your host, Mike Luke. I'm going to be joined here in just a few moments by uh, John Brogan, who you guys know uh, has been on the show and provides us some insight from time to time. Last show, we talked quite a bit about about all the rumors going around about coaching searches, and we tried to talk about who exactly would be that guy who Arizona fans are talking about that could possibly be interested. Again. I don't believe that Sean Miller's going anywhere. Take that for what it's worth. But at the same time, I, I'll believe that one when I see it. But we're in the gossip season right now, so a lot of people were certainly talking about that. Now, this episode's going to be dedicated to what this roster could look like at this point next season. And as you can see in college basketball and college athletics, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving parts that are always traversing the landscape. And I think it's time that uh, we talk a little bit about this roster. Now, there's guys that you would expect to be back, but there's also some fringe guys that you kind of wonder, will they really be back? Will they not be back? And in this day and age, if you're a Division I college basketball player, you're looking and you're thinking to yourself, well, if I'm not going to get a ton of playing time here, if I'm not going to get a ton of burn, why would I stick around when I don't even have to sit out anymore? That's where the transfer portal has 100% changed things. Back in the day, a kid could say to himself, eh, I'm good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see this one through. Our guy, uh, our guy Kelvin Ephon was came to the U of A at a time where Arizona guards were basically running the country. Kelvin could play, anybody would tell you that. But at the end of the day, he was stuck behind six NBA guys. So Kelvin went over to football, which was a good move, and became the Pac-10 touchdown leader. Kelvin, at this stage in the game, would have had a different option. He would have probably been able to transfer immediately to TCU or SMU or a school like that and be able to make his presence felt and be able to make his presence felt almost immediately. So... We're going to talk, Ben, about what these guys are on this team, what this roster could possibly look like, because there's some names out there that maybe you wouldn't really think about. We're also going to look at some grad transfer options that are entering the portal who might be able to be out there, who U of A fans should probably get accustomed to knowing or at least understanding who their name are, who their name is, and what exactly they could mean to the University of Arizona. So we're going to take this segment a little shorter because the next two segments are going to be pretty hard hitting. But as we've talked about before, Rock Auto is a place that if you need a car and honestly, doesn't everybody need to have some work done on their car? That's kind of the stage where everybody's at here in the year 2021. RockAuto.com is that place to get it because at RockAuto.com, you can get the best items out there and you can get them cheap, and more so than anything, they are easy to navigate. The entire system is not difficult, and rockauto.com has you set up in a big way. 
I can't recommend it enough, and it's a place that I've been going to ever since I started doing the Locked On podcast, and my family is as well. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wildcats. This is your host, Mike Luke. Now, I promised and I delivered Mr. John Brogan into the scene. Brogan, it's been a few episodes. How you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm good. All right, so... We're going to talk about Arizona's basketball construction and what it looks like for this season or this coming season and who could possibly be out there. First of all, when any situation like this, you always kind of wonder what players are going to be there, what players won't. So we're going to go with some of the players first that won't be there. And some of the breaking news is that Terrell Brown and Ira Lee have entered the transfer portal. Any surprise there? Um, I'm a little surprised that Terrell Brown's leaving. I really, uh, that's been a rumor for a long time that this was his last year. Um, I'm a little surprised with Terrell Brown, only given the fact that if he were going to leave, I would have assumed it was for something professional overseas or something like that, not to go play another year of college basketball. I, I honestly assumed that he would be at Arizona if it was going to be for another season of basketball. And you look at it and you think to yourself, okay, with all the roster uh, turnover, you think, all right, well, you probably would be able to play. So that would maybe even more. So that part to me was a little bit surprising. But guys like Daniel Bacho, big man, Tibet Gurner, those have always felt to me more like roster filler, no matter what Jason Shear tried to tell us about uh, Daniel Bacho. What's your take on that? Um, it doesn't surprise me, right? You know, Arizona's going to be returning the majority of the players that, you know, played the majority of minutes this year. And so if you're somebody like Tibet or somebody like Bacho, I don't know where you see yourself playing. And so this season was already long enough with COVID and all the testing and protocols to come back and sit through another season and not play. It's not appealing. And, and you know, these days, starting with maybe in the last four or five years, transferring is a very popular thing. So rarely do you get kids who sit for multiple years without transferring for playing time. Yeah, and that's what surprised me. Now you've got uh, – I don't, I don't obviously have any inside information on this, but you always kind of wonder when you look at a roster and how many good players you have, what are their options? And that's always what I go to. And let's start with Arizona's best player, and that's James Akinjo. The point guard is not an NBA guy. We're both big fans of him, but I think it's fair to say he's not an NBA player. But you also got to wonder a little bit, does he look at it and say, you know what, man, I can make six figures overseas, and I can make six figures overseas now, or I can make six figures overseas in a year. That's at least got to be something that's playing in his mind there a little bit. Yeah, he's interesting to me because he's he's already about as good as he's going to get. He's not really going to come back to college next year and improve on anything. Um, and so he definitely has a decision to make. And right now, I think I'm probably 50-50 on him. I think he could easily come back to Arizona, um, be first-team all-conference, um, you know, possibly get some national recognition. But then I could also see him going overseas and, to your point, making $100,000 a year playing basketball, which is never a bad option. So I won't be surprised either way with him if he's back or if he leaves. Um, obviously, if he leaves, it puts Arizona in a really, really tight spot at the point guard position. It's basically Kerr and maybe K.J. Simpson, I guess, as your backup. 
But I would expect if Akinjo leaves, then I would expect Arizona to hit the transfer market hard um, for a point guard. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the transfer market here in a little bit. Now, Azulis Tabellis, I would certainly be surprised if he did leave. But he is a guy, too, as well, that he could make a lot of money overseas and he could make it quickly because he is a known commodity. Yeah, and he's an interesting one because he's somebody who goes overseas and already plugs in. He played on U16 teams. He played on national teams. And he actually contemplated staying in Europe and going pro right out the gate before even coming to Arizona. So I actually think... He actually stays. I feel better about him staying right now than most of the other foreigners. I mean, I think her, him and Kerr stay. When I say other foreigners, I'm think, speaking of like Daniel Bacho, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tabella stays. I think he's got a chance to really do some damage next year and then really see where he fits if the NBA is in his future. So I think it's it's worth it for him to stay another year and see if the NBA um, is in his plans. If not, then I think after next year, he goes back home and and he makes a ton of money playing in Europe. Yeah. And I think the other guy that's fascinating in all this, all of this is Ben Matherin. And we've talked quite a bit about Ben Matherin on this show and about whether the wing will be back or not. And it looked for a while. And I shouted out Kelvin Efon a little bit in the previous segment, but he said, that's the guy that I'd be worried about because that's the dude with the NBA game. But you know, it actually might help Arizona fans out a little bit that, he didn't play well to uh, end the season. He still showed glimpses of what he's capable of. But honestly, Brogan, he didn't play well. And you got to kind of wonder if that will uh, be the impetus for him coming back. Yeah, I mean, there was a time, you know, a three-game stretch where we were like, this guy's a first-rounder. He's gone. You know, enjoy him while lo- we got him. And he him. just looked the part. Right. And so, you know, but then obviously he he had a rough finish to the season. He's the most... NBA potential. He's got the highest ceiling, all of those things for, for university of Arizona. So he's an NBA player at some point. Um, He's another one I think would do himself a lot of favors by coming back. Um, Because if he comes back next year and he's, you know, 15, 16, 17 points a game, a little more consistent than he was last year, then he's almost a guarantee to be a first rounder. Yeah. So those are the three guys that I think you look at. And those are the ones where you're like, man, we really, you really can't lose them. But the other guys, too, like I said, I, I don't mean this to, in a negative light, but Bacho, Gurner, you know, Ira Lee, again, they're scholarship players, but that's kind of the extent to it. They're not really anything above and beyond that. Then you got guys kind of in the middle ground, like a Christian Coloco, who I would certainly imagine will be back at the center position. But, you know, with Coloco, he's kind of you kind of know what you got with him. And that's not necessarily a bad thing but I don't know that he's ever going to be a difference maker. Coming up, we're going to talk about some guys that Arizona could maybe pursue that would be difference makers. This show is brought to you by Built Bar. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. This is your host, Mike Luke, joined by John Brogan. All right, Brogan, so we just talked about some of the guys on Arizona that who could be on the move or at least would have some options. Now, with the free-for-all that is the transfer portal, and you still have some recruits out there, there are some guys that Arizona could certainly be interested in. And one guy that we know that Arizona has offered is point guard Ty Ty Washington out of Phoenix. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a top 30 kid, top five point guard in the country, really good, dynamic NBA-type player. 
there's some background issues with him. But with Arizona, you got to kind of wonder with a little bit of the uncertainty, is he a guy that is just good enough to take? Or do you also say, eh, this guy could also screw up our chemistry? Yeah, I think what's interesting with him is I think he's actually a really good fit for what Sean Miller wants to do. He's an aggressive point guard. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He can play on or off the ball. He can score, but he really embraces playing defense. And so, you know, he's got a little bit of history and, and, you know, maybe a few black spots, but if you're Sean Miller, I think at this point where, you know, next year is, is kind of a must win season. I think you roll the dice. Um, You get him out of Phoenix, which obviously helps, even though Tucson's not too far away, but it's, it's not like ASU. And he's a starter from day one, in my opinion. And whenever you have an incoming freshman who's a day one starter, to me, it's not much of a decision at that point. You typically take the chance if if he's somebody who can have that type of impact for your program. And we like Kerr Creesa a lot on this show, and we think he's going to be a good player. But Kerr, this this kid's better than Kerr. He's a a different animal entirely. Yeah, and he fits really what Miller wants to do better than what Kerr does, for sure. And the kid that uh, has now been reported on Wildcat Authority, um, I know that you passed some information along to Jason Shear that he he posted on there about uh, a Cincinnati transfer who I find incredibly interesting because he's about six foot eight or so, incredibly athletic, and has a ton of upside. Who am I talking about? Yeah, so Tari Eason, um, you know, all-freshman team out of Cincinnati. He's from Washington, so he's got obvious ties to Jason Terry, which, you know, gives Arizona a, a, a huge advantage in terms of, of him transferring. In fact, it looks like Arizona's going to be, be the place he ends up. But, you know, there's been some talk, you know, recently about how Miller wants to maybe make his teams look a little more like Oregon, play a little smaller, and Eason fits that not small ball four because he is every bit of six, seven, six, eight. He's got really long arms, can block shots, you know, aggressive on defense. Um, but he allows Arizona to be a lot more athletic to where you can switch things on the perimeter, change your defense a little bit, as opposed to, you know, this last year we were used to, you know, Tabellis, Coloco, Jordan Brown. Those guys are all centers for the most part. Now you get somebody who's more of a true athletic four and you can, you can really do a lot different you know, things differently with him if you're Sean Miller as opposed to having kind of three centers and and they're all masking themselves as power forward. And I don't want to turn this into a Christian Coloco bashing fest because, again, he, he can do some things out there. But I always feel that if he's your big man, you're going to be limited because he doesn't really have any offensive basketball IQ. And, yes, he can sh- block some shots. But you can tell that basketball doesn't really come naturally to Christian Coloco, where when you watch a guy like Eason, even at Cincinnati, and you just look at some of the highlights, the reels, this is a guy that I think his best basketball is in front of him. And I know that's a cliche, but not only is his best basketball in front of him, I think he could be an all-conference guy sooner than later. Right. Totally agree. Now, with who are, now a guy like Braxton Beverly, you hear point guard out of North Carolina State might enter might uh, or enter the transfer portal. There's some other guys. Who should we? Who do you think that the Arizona fans should keep an eye on? You know, there's some interesting names in the portal. The first one I think is going to, you know, cause some people to cringe. But Jalen House just announced he's leaving ASU. If you watched ASU play this year. 
He's definitely somebody who's intriguing. He's energetic. He can shoot threes. He'll get up in you on defense. So again, I think he's another one who fits what Miller wants to do. Um, you know, Namari Burnett is transferring from Texas Tech. Was a top, I think, thirty kid coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. Arizona offered him early and was recruiting him for a, a pretty decent amount of time. And so I think Arizona, you know, they they've got Eason up front. Again, depending on how the roster shakes out, this could change what type of names they go after. But I do see Arizona adding a point guard, combo guard, two guard. Um, you know, there's some rumors out there about Bryce Hamilton from UNLV. You know, their coach uh, just took the job at Minnesota, so that could potentially open some doors there. He hasn't announced or anything yet, but I think Arizona looks for another guard. Um, those are the names I would keep an eye on uh, currently. What do you think about Holland Woods? I like him. Arizona, um, Arizona State point guard. Uh, we know him, obviously, from his time at uh, um, in Phoenix, went to Portland State, was kind of an all-conference guy at a lower-level school. He's solid. He's not a difference maker, but I like him, though. Yeah, and I think if you look at him being at ASU this year, he was stuck behind Christopher, Remy Martin, Alonzo Verge, so he was always going to be the kind of fourth guy. Um, whereas at Portland State, he was the the number one guy, right? So if he makes himself available, I think he's a no-brainer person for Arizona to look into. But I worry that – I don't know that he's a big enough improvement over somebody like Kerr to be a huge difference maker for Arizona. So that would be my only thing with him. I think he's a no-brainer person for Arizona to go after. But I don't know that he's – you know, let's say Akinjo leaves, for instance. If Holland Woods is the starting point guard next year, Arizona's taking a step back from him. They're game. taking a step back, and you almost have to be able to buttress him with somebody else then because Holland Woods, okay, that's cool, but that's also not going to be good enough at that point. You're going to have to find somebody that's a little bit better than that if you yeah, don't bring if, in somebody. Exactly. If Akinjo comes back and Holland, Holland Woods becomes your backup point guard off the bench, um, that's great. He's He's ideal for that. But if he comes in as the starter because Akinjo leaves, then you need somebody else who can get you 16 to 18 points a game sitting in next to him. Um, you know, somebody like Bryce Hamilton, for instance. And if you wanted to keep an eye on any of this, you should be going to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go if you want to be able to find roster turnover roster progression, or you just want to get that cool little bet in there that maybe somebody else doesn't really have for John Brogan. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.